From WLPP LPFM in Palinville, New York, this is Worlds of Adventure. A million years before the dawn of history, the ancients walked the earth. They ruled the earth. They built great, vast empires with cities with impossibly tall towers made of steel. They plumbed the depths of the ocean. And counting, we are go for a mission to the moon at this time. They even walked on the moon itself. Engines on five, four, three, two. Their civilization vanished suddenly in a cataclysm, leaving us only with the ruins of their former glory. Until a century ago, when they returned. The Great Northern Empire, which had developed the printing press and the scientific revolution, was suddenly approached by forces claiming to be the ancients a century ago. And since then, they have been, as they say, doing the will of the ancients. Recently, rumors have come to light that the ancients are not who they seem. They're not actually the ancients themselves. They're someone else who has sinister designs on dinosaurs and dinosaur kind. There have been wild accusations about the kidnapping of young and experiments on babies. Right-thinking citizens don't believe this and support the empress and the church, but a handful of renegades have risen up to create the Dinosaur Uprising. And that's going to be the theme of our campaign. Wait, so we're dinosaurs? We're all dinosaurs. The <laughs> humans are extinct. We're set uh, in the middle of a major event from the fictional future history that we created last week in using microscope. That is the background for the series. There is a split in dinosaur society. And I'm going to put it to the four of you to decide whether we're, as a group, going to play out the conflict in dinosaur society with people on both sides, or whether you're all members of a resistant cell that is attempting to overthrow the Great Northern Empire and free dinosaur kind from the grip of the supposed ancients. I would love to be the new convert, the person who has is known their entire life to be very loyal and to be very loyal 
loyal to the people, loyal to the ancestors and the ancients. Ah, so we're southern dinosaurs. Is well, well, I'm a southern dinosaur. <laughs> she can be. I'm a southern dinosaur. dinosaur. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So Cole, you're, I'm a, I'm a cultural lady. You are presumably not from the Great Northern Empire. Then. Oh no, I'm the, from the, the South. From the Holy Northern Empire. Yes. Oh. I'm Chomzilla. I'm from the South. So you're. Chomzilla. As coincidence would have it, you are up first in the character creation order. Oh. So you can set yourself down as your Charmzilla, your... I'm I'm Chompzilla. Chompzilla? Chompzilla. 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 I like Like it. Priscilla. You got but, it. But Chompy. <laughs> Chomp, S-C-I-L-L-A. Like Priscilla. Chompzilla. Mm-hmm. Nice. Indeed. And you are a new convert to the Resistance? Mm-hmm. I am. So you're... I'm not sure what to think about this resistance. I mean, I don't know why people just can't be nice to one another. Excellent. You are listening to Worlds of Adventure on WLPP, LPFM 102.9 in Palinville, New York. Last week, we created the setting and the game world for the story that we're going to be telling you over the next four episodes. Tonight... We're starting to actually tell you that story, beginning with creating our characters. So, Ben, you're up next. You get to pick a character. Um, you get to tell us what your character is named, what their general role is, and how your character is related to Chompsilla. Character creation in Drama System is a lot more interactive and a lot more interesting than rolling up a character in d or buying something with uh, point buy. It's all about who you are, how you relate to the rest of the cast, what your character's goals are, what they want, and what sorts of dilemmas they're torn between. Uh, my name is Rip Strongpaw. I'm the uh, second in command of the Resistance Cell. And my relationship would be that I was the one who recruited Chompsilla but I'm not entirely sure that my bosses are doing the right thing. So you recruited her. That's and that's fine with you, Rachel. Oh, that works yeah, great. That's good. For the benefit of you, Eugene, we last week we created a palette of things which we collectively decided were and were not elements of our game world. And so there are four big no-nos. The four big no-nos are there are no dinosaurs who have wings. There isn't a government, and I just introduced one. Hmm. So this is, we'll have to backpedal that a little bit. Maybe it's just the church. The north is the lands where the church holds sway. There are no spaceships, and there are no wheeled vehicles. Okay. Eugene, you're up next. Wow, this is really fascinating. Okay, all right. My character's name is going to be uh, Gomer. And Gomer just happens to be your standard middle manager in a middle, middle-sized company. But coincidentally enough, this company is highly important to the resistance. Gomer is neutral. He doesn't know anything. He thinks it's okay on one side. And the resistance makes interesting stories. But he'd be perfect if he could be transferred over into the resistance and turn over the secrets that he, he takes care of. So how do you relate to the other characters? A heck of a good question. Uh, I'm going to sit. I'm going to say that uh, Chompsilla is my co-worker. 
And that Ripstrong has been trying to coerce me slowly, subtly, to joining the resistance. Yeah, I think that's fair. So you're my drinking buddy, let's say. Yeah. Okay. So Amanda, you're up next. Well, I was thinking of being somebody who is, um, I, I don't have a good name or anything um, for it. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of something, but I'm drawing blanks. What are some good dinosaur names? I know you've come up with at least two. <laughs> okay. <like> <laughs> um, <laughs> I was thinking of being the kind of character who is for the resistance, but almost too much for the resistance. Is that, and... Uh, appears to be all in it and everything, but is actually a um, spy and agent provocateur. The name is Hiss? Like it's... <laughs> How do you spell it? I, I have it down as H-K-H-E-E-E. I'm thinking of sort of like the sound a, kid, a cat makes when it's like that, but I'm imagining a dinosaur making it. How do you know the resistance cell? What was your introduction to them? Back at security headquarters, I learned about them. Right, so you were assigned to infiltrate them. Yes. You're actually a spy for loyalty and not from coercion, yes? Yes. You were assigned to infiltrate the Resistance. How did you approach them? These three characters are all good choices for how you managed to get into the cell. Who did you go through? Did you go directly through Rip? Or did you use one of the other two characters as an intermediary to get to Rip? Associated with Rip and ingratiated myself with, with Rip, like uh, like I'm the, the most a trusted, loyal uh, advisor. You two guys are buddy-buddy. Okay. She's your, your buddy. Sounds good. And, oh, sorry, what was the character's name? <laughs> right. How do you relate to Chompsilla? Hmm. Oh, it's okay, darling. I'm not going to buy it today. Not today. Possible. I'm not going to chomp you. I'll um, make you a pie. Could say Chompsilla looks mighty purdy. And okay. uh, I'm sort of going along with it. And any other information that I might get about her contacts and everything would be. That brings up an interesting question. There is a gender imbalance among the dinosaurs. Which way does it go? Is there a surplus of females and a shortage of males? Or is there a surplus of males and a shortage of females? So I'll throw this out to the group. What do you guys think? So, oh, right, because we have an imbalance. We have an imbalance. I forgot about that. And is everybody playing a dinosaur of the gender that they appear to be at the moment? I am. I, I was hoping to. I'm gonna, yeah, <laughs> that would be I mighty think. interesting. So we'd be the unusual split. What if there's an imbalance of males, which makes the resistance hard because there's not enough young male soldiers that could fight? And we have more females that just don't want to have any part of the resistance. That brings up an, another thing that we didn't establish from the microscope session that I'll also throw out at the group. Do males or females domi dominate dinosaur society? Or is dinosaur society equally balanced between males and females? I think if it's imbalanced, then the female would rule the dinotopia or whatever you want to call it. And my boss would be a female. So whoever I report to is female. Is everybody okay with that? Yeah, that works with me. Backing up again, we were in the middle of your character creation, Amanda. So how does relate to Gomer? Can I make a suggestion? Yeah. What if we use Gomer as the linchpin? So you're trying to recruit him to, because you're a spy, right? Right. So you're trying to recruit him, and I'm trying to recruit him. 
and then I'm using her to try and unravel what's going on around us. Okay, perfect. Does that make sense? How does that work? So you're a spy for the the North. Right. Right. So you're trying to convince Gomer that he needs to come to the North without actually saying that you're from the North. And I'm trying to get him to the resistance side. And he's the in the middle of this battle between two people that I and somebody that I closely trust. Like I would trust you with my life. But it turns out that you're not who you say you are. And in fact, trying to make him come to the north. Would I want him to actually go just because I'm trying to appear like I'm a spy and therefore, I mean, should I look into, yeah, I dig this whole resistance thing. Yeah, that's my, uh, so yeah, if you're not, if you're a national provocateur, you might be trying to, uh, trying to rev him up to be hyper, uh, hyper go for it and, uh, go and get himself killed or blow up a, uh, a bus full of young or something like that. Oh, there are no buses. There are no buses. There are no no wheels. Right. Back to you, Amanda, and you're still picking what your relationship is with Gomer. How do you relate to Gomer? In the real world, when police officers and such go into a group, do they tend to more provoke some? Because that way, I could say I'm taking down two spies instead of one. And maybe, like, recruit a few of the more intelligent ones to the cause to look more one of the... Um... Indeed, you could be trying to pick him I up mean... to, to run him as a confidential informant or a, or as an agent of your own. That's That's one option. The other option would be... Uh, imagine trying to discredit all of the the opposition. Well, I see my role as being essentially like that. Maybe try to push everybody into um into violence and making a statement and basically making the group look odious to everybody, and and also funneling information about um, about them back to headquarters. Okay, so what does that translate into in your relationship with Gomer? I think I'm just sussing out what kind of a person he is is he somebody who could be turned to the cause or am i going to uh, provoke him into doing something you know as part of the group i haven't decided how to use him yet so you see him as a useful tool a useful tool although i haven't figured out where in the grand scheme of things yet so i'm watching this is what we have so far chumpsilla played by rachel is a new convert to the cause of the resistance rip strongpaw played by ben is the second in command of the particular resistance cell that we are following. He was the one who recruited Chompsilla. He's buddies with and he's trying to recruit Gomer, who's also his drinking buddy. Gomer is played by Eugene. He's on the fence between the Holy Northern Church and the resistance. He's a co-worker of Chompsilla. He's drinking buddies with Rip. And unknown to him, he's being evaluated by for how he would be more useful to the Holy Northern Church. Finally, there's played by Amanda. She is a security officer for the Holy Northern Church who has been assigned to infiltrate the resistance cell. Her cover is a hyper-gung-ho, hyper-patriotic resistance member and she's acting as an agent provocateur. She is attracted to Chompsilla. She's buddies with Rip, who does not suspect her of being a spy, and she is evaluating Gomer for what his usefulness to the cause will be. So the next thing we're going to do is we're going to go around in order, and we're going to state our character's dramatic polls. 
this will be the dilemma that your character is going to be torn between for the rest of, of the series or for as much of the series as possible. You want to choose something that you will be pulled toward in roughly equal measure. It doesn't have to be exactly equal, but if you are constantly being pulled in one direction at the expense of the other, it won't work out quite as well. Rachel, you're first. What are your dramatic pulls? Well, I'm saying, I would say that Chomzilla is a simple lass. Uh, She likes to cook and bake things. She likes to care for her young. Uh, She's been trained her whole life to play nice and follow the rules and just get along with everyone. But deep down, Trumpzilla knows that there's injustice. She wants to find justice for those dinosaurs, particularly those young, the young who she's been hearing about, who have been deformed, and the young that have been experimented on. And She wants to find justice, and she's raging, and she's getting angry. And she wants to listen to her heart and do the right thing for the dinosaurs. But she's also really nice. (laughs) So your your dramatic polls, then, in a nutshell, would be nice southern belle, nice southern lady versus raging social justice warrior. That's exactly right. Ben, you're up next. What are Rip's dramatic polls? He is unsure that the resistance is doing the right thing and wants to discover the truth, but he is a company dinosaur. He's uh, very influenced by his the upper management, so to speak, of this organization, and he will fight to the death for the right cause. So it's find the truth at, at any cost versus be loyal to the chain of command? Correct. Great. Eugene, you're next. All right, I got a quick question though, and that is: has it been established how what form of resistance is being taken place? As in, is it extremely violent? Is it just protests? Is it just that's something that we can toss out to the entire group? Uh, that's something that that we collectively around the table get to establish. What does everybody think? What stage is the resistance in? Is this the very early days, and they're setting up for a big bang, or is there Has there been violence going on for a while? And if there has, has it all been trumped up by the Holy Northern Church? Or is it something that the the resistance has genuinely been doing all along? We believe that there are experiments happening on younger dinosaurs. That's what the resistance would have you believe. Now, right. th- those of us who follow the Holy Northern Church, they we know better. That's that's just uh, that's just propaganda that the agitators have put out there. That's those are all malicious lies led to to draw people astray from the Holy Mother Church. From the point of view of my character, I believe that there are several different sects of uprisings happening all over this entire area. Maybe not all violent maybe one or two self-contained situations or demonstrations here and there and that type of thing. So demonstrations, but not to the point of actual conflict conflict. Yeah, well, I, I figure that there's probably at least one self-contained incident okay. of yeah. like maybe a Molotov going through a window or one dinosaur getting shot and one of the church members getting shot. Yeah. Something happened. Nobody knows the truth for sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> 
Can we all agree on that? I, or? I, I like the idea that there's a little more violence than that going on. Like, I like the idea that there's been labs infiltrated and that's why we know what we know. Sure. And I like the idea of there being like, uh, uh, I'm imagining somehow for some reason, I'm imagining something like akin to like animal rights activists, freeing things or <laughs> invading labs or okay. planting, planting, you know, like maybe it's not completely open warfare in the streets, but maybe it's like, yeah, we're not there yet. Yeah, maybe it's, it's maybe it's like sabotages on equipment here and there and, you know, late night, you know, invasions into labs or into companies. And I think the threat of violence is like it's palpable. Like, yeah, it's, it's, that's it's a imminent. Great, yeah, that's a great place to start. Right. It's like right on the edge. So are all four of us good with that or all yeah. five of us? OK, so Eugene, what are your dramatic polls? On one side, I could see him being a career dinosaur and that if he puts in that 10 more years he's bound to get that next promotion which will make him you know life will be great and on the other side of that secret drug problem that is very interesting that is very interesting indeed maybe i'm the dealer maybe oh oh that's brilliant maybe i'm using the drugs to sway you that'd be good yeah that's that's brilliant Mm -hmm. And maybe that that actually even gives a hook for how uh, how she might have found her way into the cell is yeah. she could have been trying to shut down the drug trade. Yeah. Finally, Amanda, what are your dramatic pulls? What are you torn between? Kind of trying to work that out. So you've been loyal all of your life, presumably. Yes. Do you see this as a job? Do you see this as a religious obligation? How do you react to the charges that the resistance is making against the church? How do you react to the potentially forbidden things that you've been seeing in your undercover work with the resistance cell? What kinds of things would a security officer be conflicted about in their work infiltrating a resistance cell? I I was trying to decide whether to make her a more sympathetic character or not. Like, say, to be, or rather just to make her completely one-sided. No, that please don't make her one-sided. That's the, the whole point of, of drama system is to have good internal conflicts and good conflicts among the, the cast members. So you should be at war with yourself, and you should have things that you're disputing with your fellow resistance members. Come up with one thing that your character just absolutely cannot make up her mind about. Um, one thing I thought of, she's very interested in Chompsilla, um, and the church doesn't approve of dinosaur homosexuality. There you go. That is a wonderful dramatic poll. So you're torn between the teachings of the church and the callings of your heart. Now we've reached a milestone. Everybody has set down their characters and has established their dramatic polls. The next thing we're going to do is I'm going to shuffle the random order in which everybody is going to go. And we're going to go around the table and everybody in turn is going to pick something that they want from another character. And that other character is going to explain why the first character can't have that. So first up is going to be Ben. Pick one of the other three characters. You want something from them and they'll tell you why you can't have it. I want complete and total loyalty from Chompsilla. So, Chompsilla, why can't he have complete and total loyalty from you? 
because I still want everyone in my old life to still love me and like me. And I'm afraid to burn bridges. Rachel, you're up next. Choose a character and say what you want from them, and mm -hmm. they will explain why you can't have it. Okay, I'm going to choose Gomer. I, from Gomer, I want his affection and his respect and for him to look up to me and so on and so forth. And you will not get it. Because I, <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have secretly crushed on Gomer for years, my coworker. So why can't she have that? Gomer, as part of a company dinosaur, is too afraid of breaking too many rules. That's very interesting. So that establishes that there's some rule that's preventing you from returning her affections. Now, what would the rule be? I'm going to say the classic senior manager, junior. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Chumzilla and Gomer, which of you is senior to the other? Oh, I, I'm certainly junior, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I can see this. All right. I also have a love triangle. This is nice. Gomer, you're up next. Who do you want something from and what do you want from them? So if I was to say I wanted, wanted uh, the latest T TPS reports from Trumpzilla, would that, would that count or does it need to be something more philosophical in nature? This needs to be something that has emotional, emotional stakes okay. for you. This game is all about emotional stakes. Who gains or loses emotional power? Has it been established what Rip does during the day? He's a drug dealer. In fact, we came up with the conceit that he's your dealer. He's my dealer. Are you, Rip, strictly an underworld figure? Or do you deal drugs on the side and have a respectable cover job? Perhaps I'm upper upper management. So I've uh, you're trying to get a promotion. I'm your boss's boss. You're trying to scale the ladder. And you need some drugs. If you are senior management though why would you be dealing drugs or are you dealing them strictly as part of your work for the resistance it's part of the resistance you're just using the drugs to get a hold over people that you want that want to have a hold from the, the resistance side yeah there perhaps the drugs come from the resistance they're like an indoctrine type drug it changes your well-being okay so that or your will to so that creates another interesting little critical circle of I'm looking, I'm seeking validation from Rip from a career sense in the hopes of getting promoted. All right. And he can't have that because? Because he does drugs. <laughs> no, but doing the, I can see, <laughs> I can see uh, Gomer doing the drugs to fit in better with his boss. Yeah. But right. he still knows that you do the drugs, <laughs> and that just doesn't fly. I'll let you believe whatever you want to believe, All right, don't but worry. fact of the matter is... It shows poor judgment and yeah. makes them unsuitable for promotion. Exactly. And it doesn't matter that you sold them to him? No, not at all. Oh, Gomer's going through a lot of troubles right now. <laughs> Finally, Amanda. 
Who do you want something from? And what is it that you want from them? That's tricky. I mean, the easy thing is, I mean, obviously I want to get with Chompsilla, but I don't know if that counts as a separate thing from the the, uh, dramatic pull. There you go. That's a good start. Why can't she get with you? Because I'm really in love with Gomer. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) After one round, Chompsilla has two incoming wants. It's still okay to want something from her, but we're going to go until everybody has two other characters wanting something from them. Rip, you have one person wanting something from you, and Gomer, you have one person wanting something from you. So now we're back to Ben again. You get the next want from another character. Who is it, and what do you want from them? I want Gomer to buy more drugs, more than he's currently purchasing. And why aren't you going to buy more drugs than you're, you currently are? Because my current job doesn't afford me enough drugs. <laughs> it's all a cycle. It's like he could give you more money. So you could buy more drugs, but he doesn't want to promote you because it shows your responsibility. Because you're irresponsible. Why should I give you more money to buy the drugs I'm supplying? <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I love the way that he could promote him so he could have more money so he could buy more drugs, but he won't because it shows that he's irresponsible. Okay. Okay, next up is Rachel. Who does Chompzilla want something from? What does she want? Hmm. She wants from... Or wait, did I pronounce that right? <laughs> She wants to find instant gratification and she sees that is very radical to teach her to be more radical, but in limited doses so that she can get the gratification of getting her anger and righteousness and so on and so forth out. Do you actually have a reason to say no to that? Or is that something you would actually want? Hmm. That's a good question. Because if you're not going to push back against it, then uh, we'll pick something else. Th- then, then we need to pick something else. Okay. Obviously, there's a dual role here. I am uh, supposedly allied with the Northern Church, so in other words, I don't want her to, and yet I do because it would get my numbers up uh, in terms of uh, all the radicals I took. Down. Oh, right. You're seeing her as radicalizing everybody else in the sect except you, because she wants to spare you from from being the one in the line of fire. Right. Well, that's because because I'm I'm also attracted to you, and yes. I don't want to see you. Uh, I like that you have a quota, a sort of oh, honey, don't put yourself in the line of fire kind of thing. <laughs> okay, so what I want oh, her to give me is opportunities for vengeance, and she won't give it to me because she knows the true story or knows the real gravity of what I'm asking. Well, she knows how dangerous it is and she doesn't want you to get hurt. Yeah. She knows the yeah. true gravity of what I'm asking. and Awesome. Yeah, she wants to protect me. Okay. Uh, Eugene, you're up next. What is cover identity? What, what, how, what do you do during the day? Hmm. Good question. Do I just get like a nice stipend from the Northern Church? You obviously have pay as a security officer, but they can't know that you're being paid. How are you ostensibly making a living? 
Are you working as at the same company as the other two? Do you have other means of supporting yourself? Or is that just a big mystery that nobody's probed? Hmm. What's the most fun? There are lots of fun things. I mean, are are you the the lead singer in a dino punk band? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, I'm the lead singer in a dino punk band. Okay. Awesome. I'm just a singer in a dino punk band. What's the name of the band? Hmm. And the <laughs> extinction. <laughs> extinction. <laughs> Brilliant. I like it. So knowing that, Gomer is looking to rob. So that's something procedural. If you're trying to get close to her to scam her, that's got some more emotional stakes to All it. Right, and I... Just trying to break in and do something, that's a procedural scene yeah. and you're done rather than having to string somebody along and play with their confidence and their emotions. Well, I guess he's running a confidence game huh. in the hopes of getting more money to buy more drugs. A confidence game? <laughs> confidence game. A con. Yeah. And why can't he scam you? Wait a minute. How would he be scamming you, though? How would oh. you be scamming her? Is, is this unspecified company that you all work for, is this a creative agency or a record label or something like that? It's turning into one. That could work. That could work. I, I love that idea. And I that explain has, the drugs. <laughs> and that has some obvious propaganda implications for the, for the resistance. Yeah. It's a record label radio station on top of an office building where we recruit from the office building to come to the record label. My band is part of the is uh, is signed to the record label, or he's or, an A and R and he's stringing yeah. you along, trying. Oh, yeah, under the guise so, that yeah. he's the record label, or he's skimming off royalties and proceeds that should be going to your band or or something like that. He wants to get close to you. Why why aren't you going to let him get close to you? Maybe I'm interpreting it as that he wants me and I want her. Ah. Ah. So sleazy record executive coming on to Dino Punk Star. That's one that we've heard a million times. All right, it's to you, Amanda. So Ben is um, the VP, XO. He's the second in command of the resistance cell. Man of the resistance cell. Which right. poses some obvious things that a spy would want from him. And in turn, I would be maybe the head of the label. As a guy. That's true. That's true. And he would also be somebody who would be in a position in the work world to further your cover career if you cared about that enough. Presumably, I want to get in with everybody just for the band, but I would also want uh, information. Okay. You would want him to open up to you about things? Yeah. So he's been guarded with you and you want him to open up more? Well, at least originally I was supposed to be sort of a trusted ally sort of person. Now I'm not it's so true. sure. Perhaps we're trusted in the resistance, not in the corporate world of this campaign. Is he poo-pooing your little dino punk band? Is that bothering you? Well, maybe that's part of it. Maybe my band sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so you want artistic validation from him, and he's not okay. hes not forthcoming with it because you're not that good? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. 
the upper executives at Epic Triassic Era Records want nothing to do with her and her horrible band. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it could either be horrible or it's just that, you know, you squares just don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Dino Punk is an acquired taste. The next thing that's going to happen is we're going to choose each character's strengths and weaknesses. You get two strengths and two weaknesses. Pick your character's biggest strength and your character's biggest weakness and tell me what they are. And for your biggest strength, tell me how you go about being strong in that. For your biggest weakness, tell us what the problem is. Your choices include fighting, enduring, moving, sneaking, knowing, talking, and making. You get to be strong in two places. You're going to be weak in two places. Pick your biggest strength, the one that you're known for most, and the biggest weakness, the one that you're known for most. And we can allow the rest of that to emerge during play. For a chase scene, you would use moving. For a a fight scene, you might use fighting. For, um, For trekking across a snowy mountain, you might use enduring. For whipping up a crowd, you would use talking. For being at the top of the the, the charts or uh, or ma- MacGyvering up something that's going to, to blow a breach in, in the wall, you'd use making. And sneaking is self-explanatory. Could sneaking also be, though, hiding facts or hiding things from others? Yes. Sneaking can totally be about concealing things. Right. And sneaking, everything also includes its opposite. So a contest of sneaking could be somebody searching for something, searching for somebody who's hidden, searching for something, for an object that's hidden. As you can see, the game isn't primarily about stats. This is more about what's what's your character really good at and what's their Achilles heel. And we can do this in any order. Chompzilla is very good at talking. Mm -hmm. Her strength is talking. Mm And how she does it? By getting people to like her. She's very nice. Why would you want to say no to the nice southern lady? I baked you some cookies last night. (laughs) What's she bad at? I think she's very bad at fighting because she avoids conflict. She's very bad at fighting because she's conflict avoidant and just doesn't, didn't ever want to have anything to do with, with conflict, physical or otherwise. That's right. Good. Rip is very strong in talking. Very strong in talking. Yeah. How, how are you strong in talking? Pretty much everything. Uh, I mean, you don't get to be the head of a resistance without being able to uh, manipulate people through words. Are you inspiring and charismatic or are you manipulative? A little of both, I think. I, I, I think those two can go together. You can be charismatically manipulative. <laughs> In the sense that uh, I want something from somebody and they're willing to do that because of the level of confidence that I exude. You're able to talk people into things and to wanting to do things for you. So Rachel, you're strong at talking because you're nice. Ben, you're strong at talking because you're a leader. Correct. Those are two different ways of going going about that. What's your Achilles heel? Making. I can't make things like bombs or what have you. Or music, which is why you're the head of the record right. level. Right, and, and I use my talking <laughs> skills to have other people do that for me. Got it. 
I was thinking, um, I was going to say sneaking is a strength, but I was wondering if, I mean, if that's a good strength for a spy to have. It's very good for a spy to be sneaky. And this especially this means like physical sneakiness, for example, going around and listening to things and conversations in other rooms and um, things like that. In my spy training, I got uh, I got very good at sneaking and uh, okay. and trying to pry information out of people. What's your Achilles heel? What are you bad at? I was thinking um, I don't take criticism well or possibly doesn't know how she's coming across to okay. people. I don't know. Hmm. Would that not be knowing? Possibly. Knowing self, knowing... Uh, it could also be uh, talking because she maybe isn't so great at communication skills, which would in turn go with the fact that uh, perhaps the music is great, but she doesn't have a great way of uh, no confidence. explaining that. Yeah, no confidence. So two choices. Being unpersuasive or not not talking would seem to be a shortcoming in a spy. Yeah. But if you're a provocateur, you don't need to yeah. speak. You could theoretically just be really destructive. So it yeah, does... or just be all gung-ho and uh, yeah. try to rev up everybody. Also, talking is something that only works on trying to whip up people who aren't the other three characters. Player characters are going to react the way that the players playing them play them reacting so you're strong at sneaking yes and you're weak at talking okay eugene what is your strongest strength and what is your biggest weakness i'm going to say that making is a strength okay and gomer is a master at working the eight track recorder so he's eight tracks he's he's an he's an excellent multi-track recording engineer and he is very weak at sneaking. All right. Had. So those are our strengths and weaknesses. I had a question. Do we want to discuss what kind of dinosaur we are? <laughs> That's that is a good that is a good question. So let's. T um, it's up to the table to decide about the the. It's up to the table to decide what the dominant dinosaur species is like. We established that it was originally a smaller dinosaur that came up with tool using so uh there's no but and we've also and we have also established that there is rapid evolution going on so the dinosaurs who became the dominant ones may have grown in the centuries and millennia and eons since the first tool using dinosaur discovered how to use tools so, what kind of what kind of dinosaurs are are we thinking? I'm somewhere between a raptor and a T Rex. I'm thinking I want to be a Pachycephalosaurus, which is the type of dinosaur that bonks things with its head. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I knew right away when you said that. There are two questions here that also pertain here. First of all, is dinosaur society? A monoculture of one species? Are there multiple kinds of dinosaurs? Is there variation of is there variation amongst a group that are interfertile? Or are there genuinely several different kinds of dinosaurs in society? That's thing one. Thing two, we've established that there are mutants. Is anybody a mutant? Is mutants uh very obvious or is it more of a subtle 
Now, the mutants that we established were very obvious, and they were also caused by the... Uh, they were also caused by the very experiments that the resistance is trying to stop. So there may not be enough of them yet. So, uh, and you all have covers that might make it impossible, but somebody could be secretly a mutant. Mm -hmm. First of all, is there just one species that we're working with here? I like the idea of multiple species. And I don't know why in my head I'm imagining the dinosaurs television series <laughs> but like i'm imagining a bunch of different species with very like humanoid like clothing and smoking and you know um now are they interfertile or yeah, yeah yeah okay so it's so they're not actually different species but there are different like what we would see with dog breeds they're there are different yes. kinds of dinosaurs that are phenotypically very different but they're inter they're interfertile with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Now, does that drive a lot of class distinction? Does that d drive caste distinction? Does that drive ethnic distinction between the dinosaurs? Is there dinosaur racism? Oh, absolutely. More than likely, I imagine. All right. Is everybody from the dominant group that runs the Great Northern Church, or is anybody from a disadvantaged cast of dinosaurs? Hmm. Uh, my mother is, or was perhaps, a high society dinosaur. And my father was the original tested on dinosaur. Is that known? Yes. It's publicly known that he was he, that he was tested on. Yeah. Was he also from the dominant group, or was he was he from a different group? From the dominant uh, first, like the first set of dinosaurs that came through. So uh, he would be a mutant. Uh, because he was tested on um, and uh, he would have been from uh, the original from the original uh, like I said the original set of dinosaurs that came through that they started to test on very early on okay everybody knows that uh, who he is they don't know that I'm his son are mutants stigmatized are mutants pitied? Are mutants a subject of outrage? Are they uh, are they uh, are they honored? Do they have a specific role in society? Do they are they seen as people who were wounded and victimized? What is society's reaction toward mutants? There's probably not enough of them to really make any sort of a difference. More, more to the point, have you experienced any discrimination because your father is a mutant? Well, so that brings me back to my point. So um, they know that uh, who the mutant is. They don't know that I'm his son. Oh, okay. They know that your father is a mutant. They don't know that that he and your mother were, were mated? Correct. Okay, excellent. So um, who is... Who is everybody else in terms of, of ethnic group? Um, 
I think I'm in a pretty mainstream ethnic group and probably seen as like a very, very safe and very um, docile female. Okay. Who's like, you know, typically wearing an apron and, you know, <laughs> and 1950s. 50s house mom, you know. Now that's very who, interesting but because who, you're, you're... But who works in an office. She, she sort of, she's maybe the mom of the office. Like maybe she's the secretary figure and maybe she like takes care of everyone and bakes cookies and she's like the mom of the office, perhaps. That's very interesting because you have, you have a really interesting contradiction going on here that I, uh, let me re restate that. You have a very interesting contradiction going on here because you're describing pre-feminist gender roles from a male-dominated society as applying to a woman of not non-disadvantaged caste in a female-dominated society. You're right. How does how does that play out? Because that's that's a really interesting <laughs> that's a really interesting thing to uh, to to look under that rock. I and wasn't explore. even thinking about it. There has to have been a shift at some point for you to be set in that. Mode. mindset that this is maybe sorry. it's not about gender maybe it's not about gender at all maybe it's about um you see in the south we're just cordial like you that okay so it's you know. it's a very it's a very polite a very easygoing a very nice society down south are southerners seen as kind of bumpkins or yeah i think not, so not i think that's implied with, with? yeah okay um <laughs> All right. Um, so the two of you, what what ethnic groups are are you guys from? I need to look up more dinosaurs, but uh, <laughs> I can see myself. I'm not even sure what the dinosaur rip was. It was was it an allosaurus? Somewhere between like a raptor and a T Rex. Like in, in terms of like in terms of like size. So um, you've seen Jurassic Park? Yes. Okay. So obviously not as large or as dominant as a T-Rex and not as small and as um, sly as a raptor. Um, like the raptors attack in packs. They're very agile, somewhere in the middle. But that same, like on hind legs, walking, talking, that kind of thing. Okay, in that case, I will be a raptor. I'll be as small as possible. Okay, so what... Um, so that's the way it describes in in terms that the ancients would understand, uh, the ancients being our radio audience. In terms of the of dinosaur society, how how do you fit in? Are you part of the group that uh, that is the ethnic group that dominates the Holy Northern Church? Are you from an outlying group? Are you from a disadvantaged group? What what sort of what sort of are you one of the dominant members of society or are you a disadvantaged visible minority? I don't see him as a disadvantaged visible minority. Yet at the same time, I don't see him as the dominant group. Okay, so, so one of the one of the secondary groups. One of the secondary that, groups. Got it. And security officer, are you a member of the the dominant group because you're you're part of the apparatus keeping them in power? 
I think I would pretty much have to be maybe a little smaller than normal, you know, kind of a, I guess I was thinking of a raptor tip. I was thinking, originally I was really thinking of an over-raptor, um, you know, the kind who uh, basically goes and steals eggs and is mostly feeling, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. But uh, maybe a little, maybe sort of general raptor, maybe a little smaller and sort of a bit more sneaky or something. The kind that you just look and looks kind of... Um, it's good for a spy and yeah. the spotlights will the spotlights on stage will make you look bigger. Yes. So the next thing we're going to do is we're going to go around the table and we're going to summarize our our character. The story of my character is the story of a male or a female who blank. So Ben, you're up first. Imagine that the entire series were centered around you as the protagonist. And that's true of all four people here. Okay. What's your story? What's your story about? So my story is to to reveal the resistance true motives in any possible way. So yours is the story of a man passionately searching for the truth? Yeah. Excellent. Rachel, you're next. Okay. My story is the story of Chomzilla. I am a Southern Belle working hard to find her own way and find her spine. Yours is the story of a woman searching to find her spine? Yeah. Excellent. Eugene, you're next. This is the story of Gomer, a troubled raptor who struggles with drug addiction. So what at what at its core is your story dramatically? I could see it being an internal struggle with this character mm-hmm. and how he struggles between his physical desires and being a combination Chompsilla, combination drugs, combination all these wants. Yours is the story of a man struggling to master his desires. Perfect. Amanda, up to you. The story of is the story of a true believer, a spy, agent provocateur, and punk singer, who is torn between forbidden love and the dictates of her church. Ah, excellent. So yours is the story of a woman torn between forbidden love and her faith. There we go. Excellent. In episode three of Worlds of Adventure, The Dinosaur Uprising, Rip was played by Ben Feldman, Gomer was played by Eugene Fong, Chumsilla was played by Rachel Young, and was played by Amanda Yilmaz. The game moderator was Susan Davis. Drama System is designed by Robin Laws and published by Pelgrane Press. Music and sound effects were by Tim Roven of Tabletop Audio and used by permission. Worlds of Adventure is a production of WLPP, LPFM 102.9 in Palinville, New York. Worlds of Adventure is copyright 2015 by WLPP, LPFM, and is distributed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike License version 3.0 or later. Please visit our website, episodesofadventure.wordpress.com. Join us next Monday at 8 for another exciting episode of Worlds of Adventure.